So it is voting day in our country. Canadians heading to the polls in our 44th general election following a campaign that, um, well, it hasn't been completely uninteresting, but it hasn't been light your hair on fire interesting, I don't think. We sort of saw, if you track the polling going back to the beginning, the Liberals with a pretty, well, I mean, not a sizable lead, but a lead, okay? They had a lead when this thing started, which quickly evaporated. Uh, Now they've pulled her back up, and it looks like it's basically a horse race. So let's go through the campaign and sort of who failed, who capitalized, did anybody take advantage of the opportunities that were presented to them? How did they handle this campaign? We're going to talk now with Dr. Stuart Prest, who is a lecturer in political science at Simon Fraser University. Dr. Prest, thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, so we look back on this federal election campaign, pretty short, five weeks, um, pretty quick campaign. Um, The Liberals had their lead, and um, I think that was a double-edged sword for Justin Trudeau. Tell me if I'm wrong. He thought he was in a position to possibly move from minority to majority, um, but that evaporated pretty quickly right out of the gate, didn't it? Yeah, I think that's right. We have seen some other uh, uh, elections in the pandemic era where the incumbent government, the uh, actually were able to cash in effectively by having an election, even in the midst of a pandemic. So I think they, they thought that given the support they seemed to enjoy and that uh, that track record, they, they thought it was a good time to, to roll the dice on this, this early and, and quite voluntary election. And uh, and that's really not how things played out, whereas uh, some other parties, such as the, the BC uh, NDP here where I am, were able to, to uh, strengthen their support, mm-hmm. if anything. The Liberals faced almost immediate questions about why they would uh, have an election like this. So so what happened? They had that lead, which almost instantly was gone. Was it a stumble out of the gate? What went wrong for them? I think there was a bit of a stumble. The The biggest problem earlier in the, the campaign was this, just this inability to tell Canadians in a succinct way what was the choice that needed to be made right now that uh, required an election. They just couldn't justify that that choice to the satisfaction of, of, of those asking the questions, including uh, a, a lot of voters, I think. And so, so that was that was an initial problem. And and some of the early attempts to really draw comparisons between themselves and the, the leading opposition, the Conservatives, uh, seemed to to fall a little flat say, on the issues like vaccine mandates and, and so on, where the Liberals were trying to draw this contrast. The, the Conservatives were pretty determined in, in uh, limiting the daylight, and, and there were some questions about just how uh, how uh, vacuum sealed the, the the liberal plan actually was. So we've seen you know that in the polling they drop right off at the beginning, but they've come back um, and at least even the race at this point. Um, so was that work that they did, or did the other parties not capitalize on their flagging momentum at the beginning and sort of make hay out of that? Well, for the Liberals, for their part, it seemed like they moved to uh, a pretty determined use of, of wedge issues, the uh, different yeah. topics where they can draw those contrasts, like like abortion, like like gun control laws, and so on. But the other parties, they were all t- taking some pretty uh, big swings of their own. So the NDP was, was constantly attacking uh, Mr. Trudeau uh, personally, and, and the Liberals, rather than trying to attack the Conservatives, who they may be uh, more at odds with ideologically. And so that that uh, 
uh, I don't know if that resonated with the voters. And they also uh, kept their, their platform quite uh, uh, vague on detail. Yes. So it would be hard to get a good answer out of them. And then, of course, uh, Mr. O'Toole took the biggest swing of all when he was looking to uh, effectively move his party to the, from the, the right of the spectrum to much closer to the center in the middle of a campaign, uh, essentially trying to reinvent the, the party's position on the fly. And uh, I think he's starting to experience some headwinds uh, on that score, both whether voters could accept that kind of change with a buy into it and and some of his own uh, rank and file i think some of the, the uh, core supporters of the party were asking questions about it as well yeah i think that was a calculated risk i think he knew if you're going to move it closer to the center you might lose somebody on the farther right side of the spectrum and we've seen that happen the ppc actually have seen a, a fairly sizable bump in momentum over the course of this campaign yeah, it was very much under the radar. The the leader of the PPC, Maxime Bernier, wasn't even part of the, the leader's debates. But uh, particularly in the last week or two, I think, where uh, voters were trying to, to make up their minds, and uh, and uh, particularly among conservatives uh, or typical conservative voters who were perhaps uh, frustrated with, uh, with the, the whole... Uh, set of restrictions around vaccine mandates. The, the PPC offered a clear position that it just should be people's choice, which is not where most Canadians are, but there is a substantial minority who, who hold that view. And uh, uh, just making it clear that there is this other alternative available. And, and for those who were uh, perhaps skeptical of some of those other moderating moves by the Conservatives as well, it, uh, it seems like it may be splitting the Conservative vote in, in some parts of the country, at least. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, there's that risk of, you know, the people who felt like they didn't really belong to the Conservative Party of Canada anymore would, would you know, gravitate to the PPC. And then there's another issue, um, I think, that he's facing, uh, and we, we talked about this last week, of course, what happened here in Alberta with the pandemic and the way it spun out of control. Uh, um, and that's another issue that obviously Aaron O'Toole did not want dropped in his lap in the final three days of the campaign. No, I mean, that was really uh, just about a worst-case scenario for, for Mr. O'Toole. Here he had managed to successfully stick-handle the, the COVID issue almost to a, a draw with the Liberals, and then his own friend and, and, and ally, uh, uh, Mr. Kenny in, in Alberta, was uh, forced to uh, enter into a full retreat on, on their uh, approach to the pandemic, which, which uh, Mr. O'Toole had previously endorsed. And and it seems like uh, Aaron O'Toole was just unable to or unprepared to, to answer the questions that would inevitably flow from that. And so at, at the moment when uh, they really need to focus on issues other than the pandemic, the, the Conservatives were left answering questions about what a, a Conservative approach would look like in, in the midst of this uh, long, drawn-out crisis. And it didn't seem like they were able to, to generate answers uh, in, in this late hour. And so I think it was uh, just awful timing for, for Mr. Yeah. Uh, O'Toole here on that issue. Yeah, no question about it. Um, what's your read on the sizable number of Canadians who cast their votes before the polls even opened, either through advanced polling or through mail-in ballots? It's a pretty good number. Um, does that speak of engaged voters and a higher voter turnout, or is that just a result of the pandemic and that doesn't necessarily translate into a busy day at the polls today? Yeah, it's, uh, research suggests that we can't uh, necessarily say it's going to lead to more votes overall. It certainly is indicative of a, uh, a population that's paying attention, but I think it is uh, particularly a signal that not all Canadians were as comfortable as usual going out to, to the polling yeah. station on the day of the election. So I think we still have to wait and see what the, the actual turnout numbers are like in this very, uh, in some ways, unusual and in some ways very frustrating election. Yeah, it is going to be a very unusual election. Dr. Press, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thank you. That is Dr. Stuart Prest, who is a lecturer in political science at Simon Fraser University.